ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸೇಜಿಸ್ ಆಫ್ ನೈಮಿಶಾರಣ್ಯ 
are proper and just because they pertain to Krishna, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Absolute Truth. In Bhagavad Gita 15.15, the Personality of Godhead says that in all the Vedas, excuse me, In all the Vedas, there is nothing but the urge for searching after Him, Lord Krishna. Thus, the questions that pertain to Krishna are the sum and substance of all the Vedic inquiries. The whole world is full of questions and answers. The birds, beasts and men are all busy in the matter of Perpetual questions and answers. In the morning, the birds in the nest become busy with questions and answers. And in the evening, also the same birds come back and again become busy with questions and answers. The human being, unless he is fast asleep at night, is busy with questions and answers. The businessman in the market are busy with questions and answers. And so also the lawyers in the court and the students in the schools and colleges. The legislators in the parliament are also busy with questions and answers. And the politicians and the press representatives are also busy with questions and answers. Although they go on making such question and answer for their whole lives, They are not at all satisfied. Satisfaction of the soul can only be obtained by questions and answers on the subject of Krishna. Krishna is our most intimate master, friend, father, or son, an object of conjugal love. Forgetting Krishna, we have created so many objects of questions and answers. But none of them are able to give us complete satisfaction. All things but Krishna give temporary satisfaction only. So if we are to have complete satisfaction, we must take to the question and answers about Krishna. We cannot live for a moment without being questioned or without giving answers. Because... The Srimad Bhagavatam deals with questions and answers that are related to Krishna. We can derive the highest satisfaction only by reading and hearing this transcendental literature. One should learn the Srimad Bhagavatam and make an all-around solution to all problems pertaining to social, political or religious matters. Srimad Bhagavatam and Krishna are the sum total of all things. So here, Srila Prabhupada is particularly <coughs> explaining uh, about this verse that what is the thing that will actually satisfy you? And what are the things that will never satisfy you. This this is the difference he's pointing out. So, we'll discuss that. These are very beautiful verses that have started and all the way going with the uh, very relevant topic for us devotees. So we'll discuss that. Also, the most auspicious festival appearance of Srimati Radharani, Radhashtmi, is coming soon, Mahamahotsa. So if we have time, we'll talk about a little bit. And then you can also contribute <coughs> in this regard uh, about today's topic, whatever you want to 
add or you can ask omagyanati mirandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yanatasmai shri gurave namaha so today's verse is one two text number five munaya sadhu pristoham bhavad bhi lokamangalam yat krita krishna samprasno yayatma suprasidati munaya who are these munaya <coughs> who are the munis these are the shaunakadi all the great sages of nemisharanya and who are they asking questions to Sutta Goswami. Sutta Goswami is the guru. He is on the Vyaspeet. And he is answering the questions asked by the Munaya, by the great sages of Namisharanya. Now, why is it that, that Sutta Goswami is in this verse? He is saying, that you are actually asking the most important questions. Why is he saying that? He says, people ask questions all the time. But if you want to learn how to ask a question, supposing you go to your Guru Maharaj, you go to the spiritual master, and you want to ask him the question. So what are you going to ask him? Guru Maharaj, can I have a job? How can I make money? How can I have a beautiful house? Can you bless me? So I can have a beautiful wife? So if you ask questions like that, then... uh, it is called improper questions. Why? Because there is an art of asking questions. Just like here, the sages of Namisharanya are teaching us <clears throat> what to ask. Similarly, Bhagavad Gita, Arjun is asking questions. Is there any example in Bhagavad Gita where Arjun is asking about his wife or children or his business or anything? No. Arjun is asking questions to Krishna that are most relevant and most beneficial. Here the word, particular word that is used is Bhavadbi Lokamangalam. Lokamangalam means It is auspicious not only for you, but for all the people of the coming generations, for thousands and thousands of years. Now, the bad time has started, because this dialogue took place 5,000 years ago, after Krishna had left the planet. Then this meeting was uh, in Namisharanya conducted. So, this is the second time Bhagavatam is recited. First time is recited in Delhi, Hastinapur, Parikshit Maharaj and Shukdev Goswami. The Parikshit Maharaj is also asking questions and Shukdev Goswami is answering. So, we can learn from Arjuna, from Bhagavad Gita, we can learn from Parikshit Maharaj <coughs> what questions to ask. And here, uh, Sutta Goswami is saying that you are asking the best questions because it is Lokamangalam. It is for bringing auspiciousness uh, for all the people of all the time. Why? Yat Krita Krishna Samprasno. Because you are asking questions about Krishna. That is why. So, some people, when they are reciting Bhagavatam, they say, Bhagavatam is not about Krishna. It is about somebody else. They think like that. 
So here, in particularly in this verse, it is very clearly stated by Sutta Goswami. Krishna Samprasno. The whole Bhagavatam is about Krishna. Nobody else. Advaitam Achutam. Krishna is the only one. He is the only supreme. And then you say, okay, then what about all the Vishnu incarnations? Because in Bhagavad Katha in India, some recite Bhagavatam reciters, they say, Oh, Krishna is the eighth incarnation of Vishnu. They, I don't know how they manufacture this kind of the, uh, theory. <clears throat> There's nowhere it is mentioned. He was the he was the eighth child of Devaki. That's true, but never nowhere it says in any Vedas, anywhere in the Puranas, Mahabharat, Ramayana, in Bhagavatam. Anywhere, nowhere it says that Krishna was the eighth incarnation of Vishnu. But they say, Krishna, Bhagavatam is not about Krishna. He, he is just the eighth, eighth, in, uh, eighth uh, incarnation of Vishnu. So they manufacture. <clears throat> so here, that one, that idea is nullified. Yat Krita Krishna Samprasna. Ete Chansha Kalapur Kumsa Krishna Stu Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the supreme, original supreme. And all the amsha, all the kala, all the incarnations are coming from him. They are all depending on Krishna. But original is Krishna, so therefore he is also called Adi Vishnu, Adi Narayan. So that is clarified here, right here in this verse, Krishna Samprasna. Only if you understand this fact, first of all, that's the purpose of, of studying Bhagavatam. If you understand who is Krishna, Krishna Samprasna, then there is some progress possible for you. As long as you think Krishna is the eighth or ninth incarnation or whatever, he is just, you know, he is not God. So many people come up with so many ideas. <coughs> then your problem cannot be solved. So Prabhupada recommends that don't listen to this kind of people. Don't have any trust or develop any faith in this kind of people because you will be misguided and you will get into a lot of trouble. So if you want to stay out of trouble, Bhavad be loka mangalam. If you want mangalam, if you want auspiciousness, if you want su- success, if you want perfection, then what do you do? You understand Srimad Bhagavatam as it is. Krishna Samprasna. Bhagavatam is establishing Krishna as the original Supreme. Aham Sarvasya Prabhu. I am the origin of everybody and I am taking care of everybody. Matta Sarvam So, <clears throat> when you understand this, Yenatma Suprasidati. Then you can become supremely happy. Simply by... So some people, now Radhashtmi is coming. So they say, Radhashtmi, very good. Now we are going to worship Radharani. In India you will find this kind of people. They say, only I worship Radharani. I don't want to worship Krishna. No. Only Radharani. So, is it possible? So it says no. You cannot understand, neither you can worship Srimati Radharani alone. That is uh, bogus. That is not possible. Why? Because first you have to understand who Krishna is, then only you can understand who Radharani is. And Radharani is never without Krishna. She doesn't like. If somebody says, Radharani, you have no Krishna, you are alone. Then Radharani says, go away. I don't want to talk to you. So, therefore, it, Prabhupada said that if you want to understand Radharani, <clears throat> if you want to worship Radharani, first you must understand who Krishna is and where you can understand who Krishna is. 
Srimad Bhagavatam completely in great detail. Bhagavatam is explaining Krishna with all his glories, with all his uh, avatars. In Vishnu Puran 6547, that Aishwaryasya, all the appearances, they're coming from Krishna. Therefore, he is called the Bhagavan. He is the original Supreme. All the uh, uh, power, <clears throat> strength, he is the source of all the power, 100%. Yasha, he is the source of all the glory, all the fame. Shriya, all the money, all the riches, everything. All the good fortune is coming from him. He is the origin. Jnana. He is the origin of all the knowledge. He is the knowledge personified. Vairagya. He is the origin of all the uh, detachment. Vairagya. <clears throat> so, if you find in some personality all these uh, attributes, 100%, not even 99.99%, no, 100%. Then you can say that, yes, this is Krishna. Because nobody else except Krishna has all these Aishwarya, all these appearances, 100%. Somebody may have 90%, yes. Somebody can have 88%, yes. Somebody can have 84%, yes. <clears throat> Someone can have 50%, whatever, percent, yes. But no one except Krishna has all the appearances. Therefore, he is full of, full and complete, complete whole. Ishavasyam idam sarvam. He is the owner of everything. And he is fully complete. Parasya shakti vivedaiva shruyate. So, Krishna, within himself, he has all the energies. So, one of the energy is the internal energy of Krishna. Who is the internal energy? Srimati Radharani. She is the internal potency of Krishna. So, when that internal potency is manifest outside of him, next to him, then we see her as Radharani. That is visible to us. So she is the female supreme personality. Just as Krishna is the male supreme, so Radharani is the female supreme. So they are together, Radha and Krishna. So when somebody wants to worship only Radharani, then... He is not worshipping Radharani, but he is worshipping the shadow energy of Radharani. Who is the shadow energy? Maya Devi. The Mahamaya or Durga is the shadow. Just like if you go out in the sun, you have a shadow. So if somebody neglects you and he starts worshipping your shadow, then you say, what's going on? So similarly, Radharani's shadow is the Mahamaya or uh, the material energy. So therefore, Prabhupada says, and it's recommended everywhere in all the scriptures, that don't try to worship Radharani like that. First understand who Krishna is, then learn how to worship Krishna, and then you learn how to worship Radharani with Krishna. Because she is the internal potence. She is the Alhadini Shakti. <clears throat> she is the bliss energy. She gives bliss. Ananda Ambudivardhanam. Ananda. So, if somebody says that I want to only worship Radha, no Krishna then he does not get bliss, but he gets dukham. He gets the opposite. 
he gets the effect of the material energy. Material energy punishes him. Whenever somebody goes into the material energy, that means he's asking for trouble. He's asking for punishment. <clears throat> so therefore, on Radha Ashtami, we worship Radha and Krishna together. Just like Krishna's appearance is divine. Janma karma chame divyam. His janma, his appearance is divine. Similarly, Radharani's appearance is also divine. There's nothing material about Radharani. Just like nothing material about Krishna. Same thing. So unless and until you understand these factual matters, these principles, <clears throat> that is why these sages are asking the questions here. What are the questions that the sages asked to Sutta Goswami? There are six questions that Sutta uh, Goswami was asked by the sages of Naimisharanya. The first question was, what is the absolute truth and what is the ultimate good for all the people? That was the first question. Now, this, this kind of question is very relevant because devotee, his only job is this question. To ask this question. That how I can benefit other people. Janma sartha kari karpar upkar. First you become Krishna conscious and then you help others to become Krishna conscious. So that is the first first question these sages are asking. And it is the like the guru mantra for us, for the devotees to understand that our existence is for helping others. What is the ultimate good for all the people? That is the first question they are asking. So in answer to that question, Sutta Goswami says, that actually, that pure devotional service is the only way that somebody can become happy. And can have the ultimate good. He can come out of all trouble. All the miseries of life. And he can become always happy. He can remain happy forever and ever. He can be in the ocean of happiness. Only if he can perform pure devotional service. That was his answer. And who is the absolute? So he said, Krishna to Bhagavan Lord Krishna, he is the Swayam Bhagwan is the original supreme, and Ete Chanchakala, and everybody is his incarnation. We are Vibhinnamsha, we are not incarnation of Krishna, we are conditioned soul. That means we are separated part and parcel, spirit soul. Our identity is spirit soul. Jivesh Swarupa Nitya Krishna Das. We are eternal servant of Krishna. Whereas the Vishnu incarnations that are coming from Krishna, that question is also asked. Then the second question the sages are asking is, what is the essence of all the scriptures? So, uh, the essence of all the scriptures is Srimad Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is the, as the uh, Paripakwa, is the mature fruit of all the Vedic, all the Vedas, all the scriptures. Then the third question the sages are asking that for what reason the Lord took birth from Mother Devaki in Mathura? What was the reason? Why he appeared? So Krishna has answered that question also in Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> Whenever there is disturbances in this world and the religion is covered up by irreligion. Irreligious people are flourishing. Thieves and dacoits or demons or bad people are flourishing. Then Krishna, he takes a, a Vishnu form. One of the of many Vishnu forms, like Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Vaman, many Vishnu forms are there. So Krishna comes in his Vishnu form. Only one time he comes himself from Golokdam. That happened 5,000 years ago. So, he came as 
uh, as himself in his original form. And uh, he came to Mathura for two reasons. First of all, to annihilate the demons, the disturbing elements. And second is to protect the devotees. He protected the devotees. How did Krishna protect the devotees? There are so many. If you read Srimad Bhagavatam 10th Canto or if you read Krishna book, you will see how many demons Krishna was killing starting from Putana, Sakatasura, Bakasura, Trinavarta, Agasura, Aristasura, Vatsasura, Keshi, Vyomasura, so many demons that Krishna killed and some demons like Denukasura, Pralambasura, they were killed by Lord Balaram. So both of them <clears throat> were destroying this uh, uh, big, big demons, killing them like children playing with the toys. They were tossing them around. They were humongous demons, very big. But Krishna was able to take care of them all. <clears throat> and after that also, later on also, in Mathura and in Dwarka, he did the same thing. So he protected the devotees by killing the demons. And also he protected the devotees. He's protecting the devotees by performing beautiful pastimes. Because Krishna is extremely beautiful personality, he is the kindest personality, he is the most intimate, friendly person you can find in this whole world, in this whole creation. You cannot find more likable, more charismatic, more beautiful and more kind person than Krishna. So he is naturally, he is a 16 year old boy, Kishore. And he is very friendly. So, uh, he performs beautiful pastimes for the pleasure of his devotees also. That is his main job. He says, my main job is to make my devotees happy. And that's why I'm playing the flute. That's why I'm doing everything. I take care of my cows. I go to River Jamuna, I go to Govardhan, I go to all the twelve forests of Vrindavan, Raja, to make my devotees happy. So Krishna is performing his pastimes mainly for the happiness of his devotees. So the question that the sages are asking, that why the Lord took birth? Because in the spiritual world he is always performing Goloka Eva Nivasati. Always performing beautiful pastimes. But what about the devotees in the material world? So Krishna is concerned about even about us, the people in the material world. Jagadhitai Krishna Govinda Namo Brahmana Devai Go Jagadhitai Krishna. He is the protector of devotees. He is the protector of cows. He is protector of Brahmana. And he is, he wants everybody to become happy, Jagadhitaya. So that is Krishna's nature. So Krishna, he comes here to make the devotees who are on the, on, in the material world, in this universe, on the earth planet, those who are not in the spiritual world, but in the material world. He wants to make them happy also. That is why he's coming to the material world. So that is answered uh, by the by Sutta Goswami. Then next question was, uh, what acts of the Lord are in relationship to create this material world? So that that was also answered that how Lord Krishna he takes the form of Mahavishnu from Mahavishnu Garbhodakshaya Vishnu Garbhodak to Shirodakshai Vishnu, three Purush Avtaras. Uh, Krishna is taking these three forms of three Vishnu forms in order to create this material world. Uh, so that detail is also discussed in Bhagavatam. Sutta Goswami is answering that question. 
then the next question fifth question the uh, sages are asking is what are the activities of incarnations of lord different incarnations so that avatar katha <coughs> is also described in bhagavatam what is the first avatar first incarnation matsya fish incarnation matsya kurma varaha vaman all the incarnations one one after another are described not all of them but the major ones there are 24 of them that are described in bhagavatam <clears throat> so that is answered the fifth question and the last sixth question that the sages asked was where the religion religious principles are gone after lord krishna disappears from this planet what happens to the religious prince because krishna is the religion personified what happens to the religious principles after because kali yuga is full of uh, uh problems and irreligious activities we don't have to even look in the books we can see anywhere we go how kali yuga people are under the influence of kali yuga they do unbelievable kind of destructive activities self destructive activities that is the nature of kali yuga and uh, under the influence of kali yuga people will be always be manda sumanda matayo manda bhagyayu padritra that always they will be misguided always they'll be disturbed always they'll be fighting kali yuga makes people mad so what will happen to the religious principles <coughs> because on the name of religion so many irreligious things will be coming in kali yuga so that is answered also by sutu goswami krishna swadamo pagate dharma gyana de visaha kalo nashta disha esha purana ko aduno deta after krishna left this planet went to golokdam swadam then all the religious principles are now residing in puranarko in this shrimad bhagavatam which is the essence of all the puranas it is rising like sun rises in the morning and dissipates the darkness of the night similarly bhagavatam rises <clears throat> whenever bhagavatam rises in your home if you have bhagavatam in your home then there is always light there cannot be any uh, darkness or ignorance because shrimad bhagavatam is there and you have to worship shrimad bhagavatam every day uh, do the aarti to shrimad bhagavatam and then open the bhagavatam and read from shrimad bhagavatam every day you must do it then you get the full benefit uh, because bhagavatam has uh, is rising in your home so uh, just like in every iskon temple there is shrimad bhagavatam and every day we have bhagavatam class so bhagavatam is the only place where religion is residing religious principles are residing nowhere else nothing else why because the other books are good all the religious books are good but they don't have enough light they have little bit of light yes light is there but they cannot dissipate the darkness of kali yuga kali yuga is so dark and dense dense darkness that only shrimad bhagavatam purana ko adunodita is able to dissipate the darkness of kali yuga so this is recognized everywhere all over the world because vyasadeva himself wrote this shrimad bhagavatam after writing all the other books vedas puranas mahabharat everything he wrote brahma sutra then finally he said people will not be able to understand brahma sutras so let me write the commentary explanation of brahma sutra how krishna is the supreme i have to tell the whole story now whole thing so then he wrote shrimad bhagavatam under the guidance of narad muni his guru maharaj 
So that is answered uh, by Sutta Goswami, the sixth question. So these six questions are considered the most important questions because the whole Bhagavatam is depending on these six questions. The great sages, they have asked these questions. So what we can learn from this, that how to ask a question. When we go in front of a saintly personality or Guru Maharaj, then what should we ask? It's teaching us that this is the kind of question we should be asking and not uh, something like, uh, you know, the politician, everybody's asking questions like Prabhupada saying, birds are asking questions as soon as they get up. Where is the worm? Where is the worm? Where all the worms are? I want to go and eat the worms. So the birds are asking questions like that. And uh, the animals in the jungle, where is the other animal I can eat? He's also asking questions like that. And uh, people, different people, lawyers are asking, you know, questions in the court. And businessmen, where is the money? How I can make more profit? How I can compete with my, uh, uh, the other, the other businessmen? Every businessman wants to uh, undercut the other businessman and make profit for himself and make sure that the other businessman goes out of business. That's his question number one. So, uh, and politicians, they are uh, how I can destroy and defeat my opponent. That is his question. So everybody in this world is asking questions, but none of these questions are going to do any good to these people. It's not going to bring any auspiciousness or any solution to their problems. No matter. They have been asking these questions life after life. Even when he was a dog or animal or bird or he was a human being or anything. Same business. He was asking the same questions. Same kind of questions. But it did not solve his problem in hundreds and millions of lifetimes. So the sages are saying that the right question are these six questions or something related to Krishna. If you ask the question related to Krishna, and you get the answer from Srimad Bhagavatam, or you get the answer from Guru Maharaj, or from saintly personalities, then your problem can be solved. So after asking the question, you have to also listen to the answer. It's not like, I ask the question, now I go to sleep. I did my job, I did my duty, I asked the question. But you have to hear the answer, and then take it into the heart. So Bhagavatam is, is teaching us how to ask the question and how to receive the answer. There was one tiger, one tigress in the jungle and she found a man lying on the ground unconscious. So she became very happy that now I have something, I'm hungry and I've got this man to eat. He's lying on the unconscious. So in the meantime, another tiger came. And the tiger also saw, oh, there's a man. So he started fighting with the tigress. So the tiger and tigress are fighting in a jungle. They are shouting and you know how they fight. And the man woke up because of the noise. And he saw, oh my goodness, these two uh, tiger and tigress are fighting to eat me. They, they were just a little distance nearby. So he immediately got up and started running in the forest. He ran for his life as fast as he could. <clears throat> and his life was saved. So by the time the tiger and tigress realized 
oh, the man is gone, what can be done? So similarly, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Enechi Aushadi Maya Nasibaro Lagi. Mahamantra Lau Tumi Magi. That uh, I am giving you this particular Mahamantra. So as soon as you hear this Mahamantra, you will wake up. And you will run away from the tigress. The Mahamaya or Durga is the tigress. And she wants to eat you alive. But by chance, if you hear this Mahamantra, <clears throat> you wake up and start running, then you are safe. The tigress uh, is not there anymore because you woke up. So uh, this is the advice by Prabhupada and by the Guru, by specifically by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. That he says uh, that uh, I am giving you this Mahamantra. You please take it so that uh, you are not devoured by the uh, tigress. So. Um, this is uh, some of the uh, subject matter of today's verse. Munaya sadhu pristoham bhavad bi lokamangalam yat krita krishna samprasno yenatma suprasidati. How you can be happy, suprasidati. How uh, that this is the uh, answer given by Sutta Goswami to the sages that because you are asking for the welfare of all the people of all the time. These questions that you have asked is going to do so much good to all the people of the... whoever reads the explanation to these questions. Mangalam, they will become very happy. So therefore you have asked the best questions because they are about Krishna Samprasna. They are about the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. Anybody. So devotees, they understand. First they understand Krishna. Then they understand Radharani. Then they worship Radha Krishna. And then they help others also. They teach others. How to chant, how to read Bhagavatam, how to worship Krishna, how to worship Radharani. Everything. Devotee, he does not become selfish that I will I will learn everything but I'm not going to tell anybody. This is the greatest secret I got. Now I have to keep it to myself. No. He wants to distribute this secret. It, it is the greatest secret. It is the Raj Vidya Raj Guhya, pure devotional service, how to perform Bhakti Yoga. That is the greatest secret. First, uh, the devotee learns this secret and then he wants to teach others. He wants to benefit everyone. So that is what is being discussed here in this verse. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please, uh, you are most welcome to say something. Uh, whatever is your question or your realization about today's verse. If you have any realization, any understanding that you want to share, that what you got from today's verse, then you're most welcome to share with everybody. Only from the spiritual master we should learn the, real, the principles of Bhakti Yoga or from the saintly persons, that means from pure devotees. Guru Parampara or any pure any pure devotee in his Khan devotees, whoever has understood in studying Bhagavad Gita Bhagavatam very carefully, or the spiritual master, <clears throat> he can explain you the principles of uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam or religious principles. Where the religious principles are taking shelter after Lord Krishna disappeared from the planet. That was their Question number six, Hare Krishna. So, uh, the religious principles are inside Srimad Bhagavatam. After Krishna left, when Krishna was on the planet, then that time religion, Krishna is religion personified. 
his knowledge personified his religion personified so uh, everybody benefited but after he left now how can we get the benefit because now the religion is residing in shrimad bhagavatam all right thank you very much anything else yes mataji what is the best way to please radharani the best way to please radharani the uh, actually um it, it is not very difficult uh, in iskand society everywhere else it is very difficult but in in iskand it's very easy because prabhupad he wrote shrimad bhagavatam and when you read the shloka of shrimad bhagavatam and the purport then radharani's lotus feet has golden dust particles that touch the radharani's lotus feet and this golden dust particles enter in your ear when when you are hearing or reading shrimad bhagavatam then radharani's mercy is coming into your ear in the form of the purport <coughs> that prabhupad wrote that uh, that is the most secure every day you can have radharani's mercy by reading the shloka and the purport of shrimad bhagavatam uh, because prabhupad himself he said that these uh, books uh, these things are uh, radharani's dust particles uh, golden dust particles because she has golden body she has golden feet so these dust particles are also gold color and when we read the purport then the gold particles uh, it is a spiritual thing transcendental particles they enter in our ear and they go in our heart that is how we get the mercy there are other on radha ashtami day you worship uh, radha kalachanji that is also how you get mercy of radha rani then you also serve the devotees of radha krishna that is how you get radha and his mercy there are different ways you can get radha and his mercy uh, by worshiping and serving the devotees of radha radha rani radha krishna by reading bhagavatam and by worshiping the deity you get the mercy okay thank you very much shrimad bhagavatam ki yeah. shri la prabhu pad ki yeah. 